What if there was a way to increase your time in range, if you're a type 1 diabetic like myself, by 33% overnight? First of all, there is, and I cannot wait to share it with you in today's episode, but I also want to walk you through a few pitfalls that are common for people to encounter on that journey. Now, today I'm going to walk through a couple examples of myself, but also what my clients have been able to accomplish. If you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Van Devecht. I'm a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist and person living with type 1 diabetes. And if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you are as well. So today we're going to talk about time and range specifically. If you don't know what that is, it's uh, it's tied to something called the CGM. And right now, I've got two of them on, which is going to be shocking for some people. I'm actually testing them out. And uh, we're going to talk exactly about how you can optimize your time and range to have less lows, less highs, and more stable blood sugars. But before we do, we're going to get into our theme song, and then we'll jump into it. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so not too long ago, I was having some rough blood sugars. And uh, if you've been following for a while, you know that I'm the guy that consistently keeps blood sugars 90% or greater in range, which means that over 90% of every day and every night, I have stable, healthy blood sugars. Uh, it's not by accident. It's very intentional. And it did take a lot of effort to get set up initially. Nowadays, things just kind of run smoothly for the most part. I do still have the odd day where blood sugars just don't cooperate. <laughs> we call that the 5% rule, where 5% of the time, there's just something going on internally that I have no control over whatsoever, right? And same thing can be said about just about everybody else. Hormonal shift, right? You can't control that. So what we want to talk about today, though, is your time in range. And more recently, I had some rough numbers, rough time keeping my blood sugars in check. It required a lot of effort to avoid going out of range. It was some higher blood sugars. For me, it came as a result of not sleeping. I have a very young daughter who is uh, awake more than she should be during the night, to say the least. And that's kept both my wife and I up quite a bit. And for me, I recognize the lack of sleep led into some very difficult to control blood sugars. And today, that actually led me into some thinking that I wanted to share with you guys, which was the easiest and fastest way to guarantee a 33% time in range increase, if it's not already been increased with this strategy, is your sleep and actually getting your overnight blood sugars running smoothly. Now, it's not just about getting more sleep. That's not going to be the answer here, but I'm going to dive a level deeper into how I keep my blood sugars cruising perfectly between 90 and 110 every single night. And now you can too. Now, in order to get blood sugars to cooperate that specifically, that exact parameter, right, 90 to 110, that's where I feel best. I love those numbers. You don't have to. But that's where I prefer to keep them. And that was a very specific strategy that I went through. We have an updated method for basal rate testing. 
don't know what basal rates are. It's what your insulin pump gives you 24-7, the background insulin, or if you're on MDI or multiple daily injections, it's what you give yourself once, maybe twice a day, right? Lantus, Traceba, Basuclar, all that kind of stuff. So the basal insulin, it's what keeps your blood sugars running stable. Now, just because your basal insulin is set perfectly does not mean that everything is going to be all hunky-dory, okay? There's a bunch of other factors as well that we're going to talk about today that you might want to consider in addition to getting your basal insulin fine-tuned. Now, what I like to look at for me and what has been the biggest threat for my blood sugars is the pre-bedtime blood sugars and the routine leading up to that, right? So if I have zero routine, if I am... Um, I don't know, just running around the house and doing crazy stuff, there's a chance that I have a low blood sugar hitting me right before I go to bed if I'm extra active, right? Because I'm not typically very active at night. <laughs> and I think most people are that way. So if I am, let's say, packing for a big trip, oh, there's a good chance I'm going to see a dropping blood sugar. And I need to prepare for that, right? Because if I go low right before bed, well, I don't want to go to bed low, that's kind of scary if you think about it, right? If you're low in your sleep, it's going to be a difficult situation because you're not awake to catch it in time. So instead, what I look at is preparing myself for that drop or catching it early. So if I do happen to see blood sugars are dropping, I might have a little snack. I'm going to break some common myths down real quick. There's a chance you were told there's a rule of 15 when it comes to dropping or low blood sugars that you should eat 15 grams of carbs, wait 15 minutes, check your blood sugars again, and repeat as necessary until you're out of the low. The fact is, that's an outdated method, like a lot of stuff that we're still being taught in the doctor and endo offices, unfortunately. The truth is that all lows and all drops are different, and we can actually see that on our CGMs nowadays. So if I see that I'm dropping, I might only need five grams of carbs. And I actually brought an example of this for today's episode. If you're watching with me, this is a date. Uh, I love dates. And uh, this is my, my go-to for a slow dropping blood sugar. I did specify slow drop. There's an entire episode on how to treat different types of lows. If you're searching that on our podcast or on our YouTube under FTF Warrior, go find you know how to treat different types of lows uh, because there's more than just one type of low. We know that. However, there's also the other side of the spectrum, which is the high blood sugar before bed. If I mess up my dinnertime dose, there's a chance I might go high. If I don't dose for my fats and proteins, I might go high, right? If I'm super stressed about a work meeting the next day, I might go high. And so if I'm going to a high blood sugar before bed, that's also going to have an impact on the bedtime and the nighttime time and range. So I might have to give a big correction before bed, which personally I'm not a big fan of, right? If I have to give a large amount of insulin and then go to bed, ugh, I get a little bit uneasy, right? Because what if it was too much? What if it's not enough and I have to wake up again? These are things that are always running through my head. So as I'm looking at keeping my overnight blood sugars perfectly between 90 and 110, the first step, well, second, I guess first step is your basal insulin, right? The first step after the basal insulin getting dialed in is going to be the pre-bedtime window, that time frame where I'm preparing myself for bed. I'm just going to glance at my blood sugars. Is it headed down? Is it headed up? Is it nice and smooth? Am I heading towards a nice even start to my night, right? That's going to help me get a good start. But when you're asleep, there are other things that can come into play, right? And this isn't an entire list of all of the factors that you're going to run into. 
But I want to give you a good idea of a few of the main ones that I've seen impact myself and some of my coaching clients as well. The first one, first and foremost, is the proteins and fats, the delayed, delayed, delayed digestion. There we go. The delayed digestion of the proteins and fats. There's this process called gluconeogenesis. Basically, it converts into glucose, but at a much slower rate than you would typically see from carbohydrates at a meal, right? So as a result, it kind of sneaks up on you. And if you have a late dinner, which is another pitfall in and of itself, if you have food that's still digesting while you're sleeping, you might see a blood sugar start to rise. And it's a lot more difficult to catch those because we are asleep. And on top of that, everything slows down when we are asleep. Our heart rate, our digestion, right? Uh, circulation, as a result, it's gonna be more difficult for any correction you give to actually be effective right away. Because most of us aren't going to wake up, give a correction, and then go for a walk, right? <laughs> I laugh because I have done that before, but that's not fun, right? Most people don't want to do that. So pitfall to watch out for, a delayed rise from proteins and fats. Now, all these things that I'm mentioning, just as a, a quick FYI, there are formulas, there are ways to calculate these things with precision, so as I look at this, I know exactly how much insulin to give before bed. So it's not a fearful thing. It's just, here's how much I need, go to sleep, right? Uh, if I want to look at my insulin for proteins and fats, I know how to calculate my insulin to protein ratio and my insulin to fat resistance ratio, right? Just like there's an insulin to carb ratio. Each of these things, there is a formula connected to it. And this is actually largely what I teach with my clients. And this is why this is one of the first stops that I have when I take a new client on. We look at the graphs, the analytics, the pump settings to make sure that everything is set properly so you can get a good quality sleep, but two, get a boost in your time and range, right? And get to start things off with a win. So if you're somebody who happens to appreciate the idea of precision control with blood sugars, being able to calculate with certainty, I need this exact amount of insulin to cover this type of meal, and I get to do and eat and have fun with whatever I want, right? I don't have to worry about pizza because there's a calculation for it. And as long as I know how to use these formulas, then I can live my life to the fullest potential while still being healthy and staying between that 90 and 110 like Matt, right? If that interests you, you can actually go check out a training that goes a bit deeper into the precision side of things. Be forewarned, it is for people who are going to have to put some work in. Let's just be honest, right? There's effort that has to go into setting up these formulas, just like I did for myself. I told you it's not by accident that I'm consistently above 90% time and range. There was a lot of work that went into it initially. But if you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm willing to put the work in. I'm not afraid of that. And I want the precision. I like that idea of having certainty in my diabetes management number guessing. Then go over to diabetesinaction.com diabetesinaction.com. It's a free training you can register for there. It's my gift to you. Go check it out. Just kind of opening your eyes into the precision world. These are new and updated methods for diabetes management. Now, back to the overnights and the sleeps, right? I've got these, these calculations I can run for fats and proteins. If you already know how to do that, what else can get in the way of overnight blood sugars? Dawn phenomenon. That's a big one for a lot of people. Now, typically people see this happening 3, 4, 5 a.m. It's usually sneaking up on you while you're sleeping again. Right? It's just like when you're most vulnerable, this is when diabetes is just coming at us, right? But the Dom phenomenon, 
or the Dawn effect. This is essentially our liver dumping glucose into the bloodstream saying, hey, here you go. You're about to start the day. I want to give you energy. And that's what glucose is. It really is just the liver trying to help out. And it happens in non-diabetics as well. Hey, here's some energy to start your day. So when you wake up, you have the energy available readily to get out of bed, walk over to the kitchen, start making some breakfast, right? Or like I did a couple of days ago, wake up and go for a run because I'm a crazy person <laughs> and training for a triathlon. Like, what am I thinking? But that's what Dawn Phenomenon is. It's your liver trying to help out and give you some energy for the day. As a result, us as diabetics see a need for extra insulin in most cases because we have to take care of that. Our, our body doesn't produce insulin like the non-diabetics, right? Those other people. So instead, we have to look at altering our basal settings, taking a correction, or making other adjustments to our diabetes management in order to keep those blood sugars nice and stable, okay? This took me a while to figure out. So don't be uh, depressed or frustrated if you can't get it on the first try because there's also a second effect that can hit you in the early morning hours. Uh, this one also gets me. So I have Dawn Phenomenon. It's crazy. I throw a lot of insulin at myself early morning, but also another one called Feet on the Floor. It is exactly what it sounds like. As soon as you wake up, you get out of bed, boom, spike through the roof. <laughs> Your blood sugars are just taking off yeah, like a, a rocket going to outer space. Now, in this case, there are different strategies than the Dawn Phenomenon. They have similar effects, right? Both of them lead to a rise in blood sugar, but they are to be handled differently. And there are very specific methods, and there's a few different options depending on the type of person you are and kind of what your goals are. But I want you to be aware of these things. So as we're looking at what are the threats overnight, those are the biggest ones that I see. Uh, you know, you want to look at the outer realm. What else can impact it? Well, if you had a really good workout earlier in the day, you might see that you have a low while you're sleeping. And boy, those are frustrating, right? Uh, if you notice that your basal settings are too strong, you also might see a low from that. If you have leftover insulin on board, going to bed, and you're not certain in your formulas, you might see a low from that or a high, right? All these things ultimately boil down to how certain are you in your diabetes management strategies. So if you know exactly what you're doing, then the amount of error that you make is going to be a lot smaller, right? And the risk of going to sleep with insulin on board, for example, if you're able to calculate that with certainty, well, then the chances of you actually experiencing an out of range blood sugar are next to none minus that 5% when we talked about, right? And that's how some people live their lives, uh, is assuming the 5% rule is more like a 50% rule, <laughs> where they're like, oh, 50% of the time, who knows what happens? I, it just, it goes up and it goes down. I don't know how to control my blood sugars, right? I just give insulin and eat sugar whenever I can to try to balance it out. And to some people, they're, they're okay with that, you know? And that's fine. Well, it's not fine. It's it's not a great way to live. I used to live like that. But there are other people like myself nowadays who are like, that's not okay. I would much rather have certainty in what I'm doing so I can go to bed peacefully, enjoy a full night's sleep of being in range, which also has you helps you to have better recovery mentally and physically. But also on the other side of this, here's your golden nugget for the episode. Eight hours, the, I will say, estimated amount of sleep you should be getting. I am not. <laughs> it's been difficult with a baby, but I'll tell you, eight eight hours, if you can get it, is a great amount of sleep. 
And if you are getting eight hours of sleep, that is one third of your day, right? Eight is one third of 24 hours, which is 33.33 continuing percent. So if you have wildly out of range blood sugars overnight, you can get a maximum of 33.33% time and range increase overnight because your overnight is in check. You see how fun this is? So, you know, the daytime, that's a whole different topic. We'll have to get to that one in a different episode because there's a lot other variables that can get in the way of your time and range adventures. But overnight is really only a couple of things that we have to dial in because the good news is we're sleeping. We're not running around town doing errands, which might lead to a low. We're not eating meals that might skyrocket us. There's very little going on. So as long as we can master our biology, then there's a good chance we're going to stay in range the whole night, which if you can do that, can get you up to 33% time and range boost. And for most people, it's not going to be 33%. You probably have like five or 10% already in range there, but heck, 10 or 20% increase in time and range, that's still awesome, right? So think that through. How can you make your overnight blood sugars better? Look at the dinner. How is that impacting my bedtime numbers? How is my bedtime routine impacting my, my overnight numbers? Are my basal set properly? Uh, you know, dawn phenomenon, feet on the floor, my corrections, fats and proteins. Yes, it's kind of a lot to think about. But if you can get those dialed in, this is something that for the most part is set it and forget it for the most part, not completely. But if you can get those dialed in, you will sleep better. Your body and brain will thank you. You'll feel better the next day, but your numbers are going to look a heck of a lot better as well. And if you're looking at that thinking, this is way too overwhelming, thinking about the 10 factors that you just listed <laughs> that I have to get in line. Like if you aren't familiar with the updated basal rates testing on how to get your basal rates tiled in perfectly, uh, if you don't know how to dose for fats and proteins, if you don't know the other methods that exist to help you control dawn phenomenon or feet on the floor, or maybe you just don't know about keeping blood sugars stable. Maybe they're always going one direction or another, and it just kind of feels like you're on a blood sugar roller coaster. You got to go check out the training at diabetesinaction.com. Guarantee it's going to open up some uh, new perspectives for you into a new management method for diabetes. Ultimately, that is formula driven. I talk about the 80-20 blood sugar formula in there as well, which is what I use specifically to keep my blood sugars 90% or greater in range while training for a triathlon, while being a parent, while I had pancakes for lunch. So eating whatever I want, <laughs> that's what's possible. So go check out that training. Uh, if it's something that you're looking to implement, we actually have specialists that you can get on a call with. It's a, it's a quick call, just like get a quick game plan in line. Um, got nothing for you, really, because our spots are full for our coaching program at the moment. But that'll start the game as far as how to get things in line, how to get them set up so you can start living with more time and range, which then yields a better quality of life. And, you know, better sleep helps with that, too. So uh, I'll go check that out, diabetesinaction.com. I hope this one's been helpful for you. Get your overnights set so that your overalls can increase with your time and range. Guarantee it makes a world of a difference. I've seen it. Uh, my clients, I have seen people increase their time and range 10, 20, 30% in a single 24-hour period using some of these strategies. So do not take this lightly. It might sound simple. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. But use them. The implementation here is going to be key. 
All right. So um, last time, diabetes in action got diabetesinaction.com. Go check that out. Be sure to subscribe. You know, we put these episodes up every week. I hope they're helpful for you. And uh, I got to run. So, I mean, literally, <laughs> I'm going for a run. You Thank you so much for hanging out and uh, look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Have a good one and keep up the fight.